Hi, my name is Carlos Persenio. And I'm Rod Dunlap. Welcome to episode five of the Coach I Am Show. And uh, we're going to start with prayer here before we begin. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of this day, and your mercy, and your love, and we thank you for the gift of athletics in our world, and we thank you for uh, the opportunity to really live out our mission and vision in our lives through sport, and we just pray that as we dive into this episode today, may our conversation and discussion reflect your, your love for us. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Rod, for that beautiful prayer. Absolutely. So in episode five, what we're going to be talking about is the importance of play and what does that mean? And tell me there weren't uh, more magical words than this, Rod, when we were kids growing up. Let's say your friend knocked on your door and said, hey, can you come out and play? Yeah, those were the best. I mean, like, you just waited for that time because you always wanted to be outside playing. And play was just so much fun because you just were free. You didn't have to play games. You didn't have to do anything. You just, you could just play anything. You could just play in the dirt. You can play in the, you know, you just, you just play with your friends. And, and, you know, everything was great with the world. So play is a huge part of our lives, uh, especially growing up as kids. And play in itself has a huge role within athletics. And that is what we are going to be talking about today. So tell me, Rod, why you picked this subject, because I thought it was a great subject in terms of how it relates to our Catholic world in terms of this podcast. There's multiple definitions or angles that people take with the idea of play. I really like what the FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, how they describe play. So they, they start talking about play as play is when like you're a kid, like, like you said, Carlos, and, and you're outside and you're playing and there's just this spirit of wonder and awe and joy, no matter what you're doing, you know. And I, I see that in my own kids. They'll just start spinning around or just start dancing or just start doing whatever. And they're so happy. And there's this goodness there that is just really beautiful and innocent. Uh, and then they say that play leads into games. So you have a group of kids who are enjoying this idea of play. And then they say, well, let's, let's turn it into a game. Let's play kick the can or ghost in the graveyard or whatever it is that, you know, as kids that, that we played. And then from games, that leads into sport. And sport is games but with boundaries and with competition. And I think what, you know, what the, what the Catholic Church has said, you know, through, through multiple popes speaking out about it, competition is not bad. Sport in itself is not bad. There is a lot of goodness there. But unfortunately, we see in our society this giant emphasis on the sport part of it all, which is the competition, instead of play. And we're losing, you know, our whole purpose, which is play. Uh, and we're losing our whole sight of that. We're focused so much on winning games that we're losing sight of play, you know, and, and I hear examples in our archdiocese sometimes where I just heard this one example recently of, you know, there was a, 
uh, a football game, uh, and there were seven boys who did not get a chance to play in this game. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, like these kids show up and they suited up and everything, and they just want to play and be part of this, and they didn't even get a chance to. Now, that's a whole different episode we can get into, but it's this idea of it's just an example of how much we're focusing on winning and not focusing on this idea of play that we really should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well said. You know, when I when I think of play, I think of this great quote by Nietzsche. It's, it's actually a quote that I memorized years ago because I was just so captured by it. Man's maturity to have regained the seriousness he had as a child at play. When I hear that, I think of, of how serious kids are when they're playing. So they're serious, but they're also playing. And I think that, to me, is kind of like a great thing about sports is, yeah, you could be serious, meaning you want to win um, and compete to your highest level, but also you're playing. And mm-hmm. I think oftentimes if we stray from that, we lose sight of what is so beautiful about sport, which is that competition that's driving with someone else to see who can help you um, become more excellent, become better in what you do, kind of push you to the limits so that you're reaching um, heights that you never would have thought of because you're competing at someone who maybe is, is a little bit better than you. So you want to win, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens when sports gets corrupted is you lose sight of that play aspect and that leads to things like you know Lance Armstrong and you know the all all the baseball players who use steroids and that kind of takes away from that play aspect because no one should want to win that much that they're cheating to that level yeah yeah and then yeah you you lose all sense of play there then it's just all about competition and winning and everything And, and you know it's 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 really important I think to look at uh as I said before what the church really has come out to say about this idea of play and more specifically the previous three popes uh, have spoken about it cardinal ratzinger before he became pope benedict he really talked a lot about this idea of play and i'm just going to read you a a quote here uh, from him about play he said play in play, there's a profound sense it's an activity that is totally free, without limits or constrictions, and both engages and fulfills all the energy of man. Consequently, play could be interpreted as a sort of effort to return to paradise, as an escape from the wearisome enslavement of daily life. For the free seriousness of something that should not be so, and therefore it is beautiful. In a way, sport, in certain sense, overcomes daily life. End quote. I think that's so beautiful because we live in a society that says work is everything. Winning is everything. Who, who can, you know, we're, we're in this rat race. Who can make the most money? You know, who can... You know, and, in, and how many jobs do we need to have to make the most money? And here, here's Cardinal Ratzinger just saying, like, play is like this return to paradise. And that it's a way of saying that we're overcoming daily life. Like, we're, we're like freeing ourselves from this world that we live in by escaping into play. You know, and that's, and that's why the, the church and the, 
and the popes keep keep talking about is this you know that's why sport exists for us to kind of escape into this goodness you know there's a lot of people who escape from daily life but they escape into you know addictions and drugs and alcohol and things of like things of that nature but but sport is something that that we're actually encouraged that when we're doing it the right way it is an escape from daily life and it's a good thing it's not a bad thing at all it's a very good thing you know in our the document that we wrote for our archdiocese on evangelization and new sports you know we actually uh, talked about this more and it, you know we right it, 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 you know rightfully speaking it's it's a quote unquote waste of time but in a world locked within itself a world focused only on feasibility and progress sport offers something of no pragmatic value it affords one the opportunity to step out of this wearisome enslavement okay and 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 you know our writing right there is based off of of Pope Benedict or Cardinal Ratzinger and what he was saying in that, you know, there are our world looks at it like a waste of time, okay? But, you know, the church is trying to say this is not a waste of time. This is this is your opportunity to step out of this kind of everyday wake up get in your car drive to work you know do it for five six days a week and and now you have some people who are you know people work 50 60 70 hours a week sometimes and and uh you know because that's what our society is pushing but but you know cardinal ratzinger is saying that is not what life is meant to be and sport provides an opportunity to escape from all that Mm, that's beautiful that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and and you also have to look at it kind of scientifically in a sense. I was reading this great book. It's called Life Unscripted, Using Improv Principles to Get Unstuck, Boost Confidence, and Transform Your Life. I, I love theater. I, I used to write plays when I was in my 20s. And so awesome. improv is, is something that's really useful in the theater world. And you don't get much more freer in terms of quote playing in the theater than improv because that is literally like playing and so in this book uh they talk about the importance of of play and they, they quote this researcher this guy named sergio pellis that discovered that the more time a country's children spends in research a uh, recess sorry the higher their academic performance tends to be this guy mm-hmm. sergio pellis says play early in our lives serves serves as the major organizer of our emotional world During childhood, the prefrontal cortex undergoes changes that facilitate development of the brain's executive control center, which plays an essential role in controlling emotions, solving problems, and formulating plans. These developmental milestones help the young brain prepare for adolescent and adult life. However, the brain won't develop in this way unless children participate in lots of, quote, free play, i.e. play without coaches, referees, and rules. Uh, this researcher said. So I think that's really important to understand, too, not only from the spiritual aspect, but from also kind of like the spirit, uh, sorry, the educational developmental aspect as well. And I love the reference there to free play, play without coaches, referees and rules. Yeah. And that's what's interesting, Carlos. That's exactly what the FCA describes sport as, or, or play as, sorry, is, is like there's no rules, there's no coaches, there's no boundaries. It's this sense of free play. 
And I would, I would also say that I think that, you know, it's not just a good thing for children, but that even as adults, we learn to have free time, free play. Or I think for adults, it, it kind of blends into this idea of leisure time. And there's an author, Joseph Piper, he kind of followed up what Cardinal Ratzinger was saying about, about play and it being an escape from from our, our our everyday life, and you know he he goes into the whole definition of leisure, um, and he he basically says leisure opposes the attitude that man exists for the sake of work, that his value comes merely from work and productivity. Leisure does not exist for the sake of work, however much strength it may give a man to work. The point of leisure is not to be a restorative, a pick-me-up, whether mental or physical. Leisure is ordered to wholeness, and because wholeness is what man strives for, the power to achieve leisure is one of the fundamental powers of the human soul, end quote. I just think that's really awesome because Piper is just taking it to the next level of saying play and leisure, it's not meant to be like this okay, I need a quick pick-me-up so I can get back to work, so I can get refreshed to go back and do all these work-related things. You know, he's talking about this is directed towards wholeness. This is an essential part of our who we are as human beings, that we have this time for leisure and play, even as adults. Uh, so I think it's really interesting to to hear what, some of these authors are saying about it because it's, you know, yes, we do want this as kids. Whether or not kids are getting it is is one thing, but even as adults, we need this as well. You know, to be to be have this well roundedness and this wholeness to us. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's well said. And you know, interestingly enough, in doing research for this, I found out that St. Thomas Aquinas also had a say in this uh, subject. Interestingly enough, in this book, which I know you've read, by Father, edited by Father Patrick Kelly, a Jesuit yes. called Youth, Sport, and Spirituality, yep. he refers to St. Thomas Aquinas saying that it is, and I'm quoting from the book, in Thomas's view, it is also possible to sin by having less play in one's life than is reasonable. For him, a person who is always serious and does not participate in any activities that provide relaxation or enjoyment would be sinning. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's intense. That's, that is really intense. That's the word that's coming to my mind is, you know, that is really taking it to the, to the extreme level. But if you really think about it, like, if you are someone who does not participate in any sort of like leisure or or play or relaxation, how are you going to be towards, you know, your spouse or your children or your friends or anyone in, that you're dealing with on a regular basis? Like you're probably not going to be a happy person and you're probably going to be like a very serious, intense individual and that, in a sense, is not proclaiming the gospel or living out your faith at all. So I can, I can kind of see where that could become a sin. And, uh, yeah, that's a very intense quote right there. <laughs> that, is, that is very – I'm going to think about that today. <laughs> I, better, I better make sure I find my uh, relaxation time today. Yeah. 
And, you know, in looking at other quotes, I found a couple of other ones. This is interesting. This is by this guy who's a developmental psychologist. He's a play theorist as well. He said, the opposite of play is not work. It is depression. Wow. Wow. You know, it's interesting how there's, you know, we've been talking about just this whole correlation between play and work, you know, and... You know, even as kids, it's like, now, grant the kids are not, quote unquote, working, but it's like, is the sport they're playing, is the practice in the games that they're participating in, is it actually play or is it actually like they feel like they're working because they have to win or they can't enjoy themselves? You know, so like you can relate that to, you know, to even new sports. One more thing I wanted to add on on the whole idea of of sport and play and this I think sums it all up right here. This is this to me is like the big the boom right here. There's a quote here, but Piper goes into talking about sport being leisure, play being leisure. He says, in fact, most sporting activity leaves man weary and unable to immediately get back to work. Sport is a gate to freedom that results from breaking out of a workday world reduced to feasibility and productivity. Sport as play, as leisure, breaks through the materialistic reductions of man and opens into ecstasy. Now, here's the sentence that really just just sums this all up. Sport as a form of leisure offers a vision of something other to something more. Hmm. And I think that's just like that is like hitting the nail on the head right there like we don't understand that until we're actually in the moment of play. And then you really understand like, wow, I feel like I'm being directed to something greater here, something more, something not of this world. And that is exactly what Ratzinger and, and the church and, and Piper and they're talking about is this like there's something else there that we can't see or or maybe people don't participate in it enough that they don't understand it but but by playing sport it's directing us it's giving us a vision to something more something greater than what we're seeing in front of us and obviously you know we know that is that is just being in that relationship with God with with the Lord and and that is why sport and faith come together so well because it does direct us towards that relationship. You know, at, at the end of the day, if we are doing it, we're doing sports the right way, it is leading us closer to God because it's directing us to something more, something mm-hmm. greater if play is involved. But if play is not involved, which I think the majority of our culture you know, we see that it's not involved, then we're not directing our kids toward that relationship with Christ through sport. Wow, that was beautiful. That was really, really beautiful, uh, Rod, almost like poetic in a sense. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, the word that came to mind when you were saying all that was transcendent, you know, like yeah. God is so transcendent that that's the aim, basically. And mm-hmm. yes, sport can can get us there 
I mean, think about when you're when you're out on on the field, and a lot of athletes talk about this: how if they're having issues in their private life, and yet when they go on the court, everything disappears. Yeah, yeah, I, I've experienced this before. You know, I'm, I'm a golfer. I love to play golf, and there's been times in my life where I have just been like, you know, I've hidden my shot towards the green, or you know, my tee shot hopefully into the fairway. And I've just been, this was mostly during my younger years where I would walk, carry my bag on my back and just be walking to my ball. And I, I can remember a couple of times distinctly just stopping and just really looking around and just feeling God's presence right there. Like there's just something beautiful about this game that I'm playing, about being outdoors, about I just remember that feeling. And so, you know, when I read about this, you know, that's why I get it's I'm really passionate about this idea of play because I have felt it before and I've experienced it. And uh, it's it's beautiful. And you can really draw closer to the Lord through sport. I don't know, Carlos, if you've – have you had, had any situations like that with your history of sports? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I totally understand what you mean. You know, again, in looking through quotes, part of what I was trying to find was something to put into words these feelings. And sometimes feelings are are so immense that words almost pale in comparison. But this quote really hit home, again, by this developmental Uh, psychologist named Brian Sutton Smith, he said, play promotes the immediate liveliness of being alive and keeps us emotionally vibrant and capable of joy in an otherwise hostile and scary world. So that peace you felt to me was summed up by that quote. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's absolutely it is. And it's an amazing thing. And, you know, that is you know, one of the pillars, you know, that I believe we talked about in the first episode of, of what, of why we're doing this and, and why the church really wants to, what the church really wants to see sport become. Um, and I, and I, and I get it, I get it because I've experienced it. And now it's our challenge. Those of us who work with youth to, to really, you know, try to incorporate that into youth sports in some way. To give them that opportunity to see that and witness that as well. Yeah. Now, I was reading an article about Norway's athletes and how they've adjusted how the country thinks about sports. And a lot of what they do is they and we have advocated for this, which is. Concentrating on one sport is is usually not good for a kid because the kid burns out. Sure. So Norway is all about, hey, we need to um, expose kids to as many sports as possible. Another thing is it's less about the emphasis on winning. So they don't keep standings until the kids are like 13, I think. Oh, yeah. And so to me, when you when you keep adding these different things up, what it what it means is we want to encourage the mindset of play as opposed to you know he, oh my god you have to you have to know what place you are uh, yeah. when you're 10 years old come on the kid mm-hmm. is 10 yeah <laughs> exactly yeah they they just need to learn like and especially like you know if a kid is really excited about a game or a sport it's like well, we need to teach them the fundamentals right we need to teach them the fundamentals of the game and 
You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, one time. He's a big soccer fan, uh, international and here in the United States. And, you know, he was, he was kind of telling me, like, the big difference between international soccer and why we have such a hard time, like, being competitive with our soccer team. And he says, you know, if you go over and you look at these other countries that where soccer is so huge, they teach they teach the developmental skills throughout the course of you know the 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 childhood or into the teens like they're teaching skills they are they're allowing them to play but they're also developing them the right way they're not focusing on winning they're not focusing on how many goals are going into the into the thing and he was saying like you know here in our culture you could look at any sport and it's all about winning it's all about how do I get the ball into the net at the other end? We don't care how it happens. It just has to get down there. And we're not, like, developing players the right way. Uh, you know, you, you, you could see that uh, in, in, in some of our other sports as well. I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff, especially in our youth sports, where it's like we don't care how we do it. We just want to win. And there's something to be said for actually teaching the fundamentals and taking time to allow kids to still have free play, you know, while they're younger, and they and they can enjoy it, and they can grow as an athlete, and they can get better at it, you know. So I think that there's a lot to be learned from what's happening in in, in other countries. Yeah, I agree. That's that's really well said. So we um, we covered a lot of ground today, and and I hope this episode turns out to be inspirational to coaches and also to parents to encourage uh, their their athletes and their children to rediscover and to understand the importance of play. Yeah, and I think Carlos, this you know this is a very a very much needed topic for discussion and. You know, if we haven't talked about it already in our podcast, I'm sure it'll come up again because, it, you know, as the church says, it's such a major thing that we've got to get back to. You know, if, if, if there is no emphasis on play, you know, we're losing kids, we're losing coaches, we're losing youth sports completely because then it becomes it's all about winning. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to get away from. But how do we, how do we get back to this idea of, you know, free play and, you know, looking at sport as taking us to that something more. If we can get that, then that is where, that is how sport can be utilized for evangelization and discipleship making. Amen. Amen. So with that said, I'm going to end this with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Well, Lord, we thank you for gathering us here. We thank you for all the many gifts you bless us with. Please help all the people who are listening to this rediscover that um, play could be an important avenue of getting to know you, getting to know the other, getting to know the something more. And the more means more love in their life, more joy. And that can happen, only happen through getting to know you, Jesus. Thank you for all the many gifts that you bestow upon us and help us to use those gifts for your greater glory. We ask this in your Son's name. Amen. 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 Father, and the Father, Son, Son and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Rod. All right, Carlos. This was awesome. Till next time.
Till next time, Rod, take care. See ya. All right. Bye.